Broadcasting live, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With your hosts, Honest Abe and Adam K. the Brewmeister. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kmatalkradio.com. I like to smoke them like a Winston And you're live. Loyal listeners, libertarians, lovers of the leaf, everyone out there in Facebook land, welcome to another exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. We are here on this Father's Day weekend. Uh, we are oh, happy yeah. to be here once again on Facebook Live, uh, quarantining ourselves from each other and from everyone else because, well, you know what? Why not? Uh, with me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Honest Abe. Good morning. And I've o- I've waited my entire life to say this, but live from New York, it's Paul DeGracco. <laughs> I guess, I, yeah, I am live from New York. That is yes. true. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it was a trip getting up here, I'm not going to lie. We. Uh, uh, I was the drive with two babies. Dude, let me tell you something. Though Axel's so, not really a baby anymore, but yeah. The, the, here's the thing. What we were able to do was, because we have family in North Florida, we have family in South Georgia, we have family in Charleston. So we split up the trip that way. So it's like three hours to Daytona, three hours to Brunswick, Georgia, yep. three hours to Charleston. So we, and we like, you know, the first day we drove to Ormond Beach, we stayed there for a couple of days. I mean, I'm sorry, we stayed there for a couple of hours, let, let Axel swim and get tired. Then they went to sleep in the car. We drove them to Brunswick. We let we stayed overnight. We spent the day there. Then we drove to Charleston. It was another three hours. We stayed the night there. And then we didn't. We have family in between Charleston and Long Island, but none of them would let us stay. <laughs> Which had nothing to do with COVID. Well, it was more about the. I think it was more about the fact, in all honesty, that we had two kids and two dogs with us. So one of the dogs doesn't get along with other dogs. So it was, so we drove, it should have been 11 and a half hours. How does he get along with the cats? I don't have any cats, uh, but my sister-in-law does, and and she does not like the cats. We found that out. She's never seen a cat. So it didn't didn't go over well. I'm sorry, it was... It was difficult for me to stay on track with that conversation because from the moment he said he was traveling by car, I was imagining him trading favors for gasoline <laughs> and other services, like prostituting himself to make his way back to his homeland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wow. So I was really like it was hit and miss for my uh, attention during that. <laughs> I, I apologize. I just want to be transparent and honest uh, at all times with yes, my friends. Uh, that person chiming in, of course, is Rip Van Winkle himself. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, Mr. Uh, also known as Mr. Matt Booth or Poofy Baby. Hey, buddy. Hello. What's up I with the head? I miss you guys, man. What's up with the head of hair, man? I just, you know, I've never, I've never allowed my luscious locks to flow. And this has actually been a point of contention, significant, uh, actually, with Ronnie Hishihashi, our dear friend. Mm-hmm. He's I, mean, li- I mean, he sends me messages, smash every mirror in your house. They're lying to you. Cut your hair immediately. 
I mean, he's very, uh, he's taken a position. Well, on I, I have to say, I'm kind of really impressed. That's kind of really one hell of like a bouffant of hair you got oh, going yeah. It's are, like. Are, what are you it, using to make it like stay there? It's very, for, uh, it's very founding Thanks, fatherish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like you mean that. right? I like that. Oh, he definitely is an English uh uh, member of like a court. little yeah. yeah. I think it's more because you can imagine me in those fancy pants that plume over the, the <laughs> buckle shoes, oh, which I think would actually a little velvet action with the buckle shoes. I think would be very uh, fitting. How's Nikki digging the uh, new look? She likes it, man. I mentioned. I said, you know what? I might fuck around, you know, and grow my hair, you know. And she, you know, she came to me a couple of days later. Uh, you know, and she, she mentioned to me, she's like, you know, I've been, uh, you know, when you said you were going to grow your hair, right? And I said, yeah. And she said, I've been curving <laughs> on that. And I was like, well, that's, that's it. It's growing. That's it. <laughs> it will come down, down big delicious. It will cut. And, and I can, I can't do that yet, but I just imagine, you know, coming out of the, like a dolphin cresting out of the water, the, the hair, you know, not that they have hair, but the visual you you're connecting the visual. I'm sure. Is there an ultimate? Is there an ultimate goal for this look, or are we just taking it day by day? You know, it's a day by day scenario. You know, I, I won't lie, but I, I, I would like it to, you know, come down, you know, to flourish down to the shoulder area. You know, wow. see what see what's cracking from there. You know, it's interesting. This is a far takeaway from your years uh, as a marine. It's sure. true. It's I used the, to cut it all off. It's yeah. the one cancel effect. Actually, not that's not far off. Mentioned in connection to mine at all. Has anybody seen a person. picture of Jonathan Carney? Oh, no. God. Oh, my. Did you see that hair? Head? Oh, my God. Yo, Carney grew hair? Yeah. yeah. No. No, he's got a full head of something growing. He, he posted this crazy photo yesterday, and he yeah. just like a crazy madman. It's it, looks like a, it looks like a chia pet gone bad. Yes. Yeah. Shrub. So, yeah. But I that's... imagine him rocking like a Dan Rather kind of haircut. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see that. No, it was more he... like of a trailer meth addict kind of <laughs> Well, he is a haircut. machine. Oh, yeah. There nice. was definitely some meth addict in there. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's hiding out business. in Maine meth. because they have, the, uh, they have the lowest COVID count in the country. It's is the, that a fact? It's, it's the one uh, cancel ripple effect taking over our industry. <laughs> Yeah, but Juan was yes, doing it before COVID. No, I know. Is that is that the anal bleaching, or are we talking about something <laughs> else? All righty then. Wow, very much so. so yeah, that's where so. we're that's where we're gonna all righty then. We're gonna all righty then at that. Uh, that was, gonna happen. It was a little early. We're only eleven minutes in. We got into anal bleaching, so we you know. Go in. <laughs> that's what we. That's the that's the thing. There's. When we do a show, Big Delicious, we there's no foreplay here, right? Yeah. The bean was diddled <laughs> upon the announcement of us uh, broadcasting, right? We must go inside immediately. We'll strike speak, on the speaking, hard topics. Speaking of inside, and you just talked about Nikki earlier. Yes. How is, how is the Mrs. doing with the uh, the bun in the oven number two? <laughs> is that I wasn't sure if we were supposed to talk about you this know, or man, if it was real or what. Delicious and I have been conspiring uh, together to impregnate my beautiful wife. Uh, I did tell uh, him. Yeah. And, uh, I and, offered you know, instructions if they were unsure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I took notes diligently, uh, as, you would, as, 
as when the man speaks on any topic I do, you know, um, I'm actually terrified to ever disappoint you. You're like a, a brother <laughs> and a father here. figure at the same time. <laughs> like, I, you know, that's why I'm like, if Delicious says it, like I have marching orders and I just go forth from there, you know. So we're working on it. Is, is it, isn't there one in the oven? No. Where, where uh, is it? I got this did you, a thing You of, wanted it to be so much. So. Is that what it is? Am I willing this? Like, I swore I saw a picture on social media somewhere that Nikki was having. Oh, no, she reposted a picture was a repost? when she was very pregnant. I knew oh, this was a rumor. Those damn reposts, man. They fake me out. <laughs> I mentioned yeah, it like a week belly. ago. I'm like, I, I swear I saw a picture and she's pregnant again. Well, it was just Grayson's birthday, so it might have been a repost from that point because his birthday That's was true. last week. Yeah. God, and I, then I, Father's I, Day. Father's Day comes. I think I'm Father's very, very excited about. I think Father's Day would be a good day to plant the seed. Okay. I'll is let her no, know. Is there yeah. no good day to, to not plant a seed? Oh. Uh. Well, I mean, you know, I, I get like tax, tax day, you know, <laughs> um, I mean, I would imagine that there's some things that are less romantic than others. You know, I mean, you can always find an occasion to get with that persuasion, but I would, I would, I would go to, you know, a father's day is a nice says, celebratory type, you know, Hey, your dad railed me yeah. three different ways from Uganda on, wait, does that wow. even make sense? Is that a, is that a state? Do they? I fucked my own. I, I fucked my own statement up. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh, God. I don't think that would be. I don't think that would be something Nikki would say to your kids. That your dad <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I, me you may say it. You no, may very I, well say it. But yeah. Hey, what's that? What's that root that the uh, uh, that like the Somali pirate kids chew on to get all hopped up and then run around with their AKs and shit? What is that? The, that root that they chew. You know what I'm talking about? No. Like oh. a cocoa. What? No. There's right. some kind of root. It's been a long time since they ran around with some Somali kids. <laughs> I'm just, you know, they hop them up on that shit and then they run around and do whatever they want. It's, uh, if, is anyone listening to this yet? Or ginseng? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's ginseng. Yeah, ginseng. So, <laughs> is it ginkgo biloba? In, it's ginkgo biloba. This is actually funny. What's the Kongan warlord's root of choice? Uh, to hop their child warriors up on. If a listener out there can call in and name that route, I'm going to have to do something for them. I don't know what. Maybe I'll start an OnlyFans fan p- page and work for them. <laughs> they give them a free membership. They'll be like my first member. I've been considering doing a lot of things during this time. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, All right, so tell us some of the okay. things that you consider doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, man. Work smarter and harder is the name of the game, Right. At, at this time, right? The world freezes, certain components of our business frozen, uh, you know, because of what was going on. So this, you know, what does Matt Booth do? Matt Booth becomes proactive. Cape comes down. I fly towards the challenge. The obstacle is the way, right? Uh, do we want this to be funny or we want it to be serious? Because I, oh. I got to know right now, because I'm about to go and one, it's going to be, like, it's going to be serious with some of my flavoring to it or it's going to be ridiculous by the I, way I, uh, richie artero just chimed in that root is called cot 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 is the root that's right my yeah. wife Shout chimed in she said she thinks it's kava uh, but i think cot is correct kava is a uh, 
Yeah, kava's like uh, like some sort of brand of vodka or something, right? Kava? <laughs> no, kava's a root Isn't too. Like we tried it on the show. We tried it on the show, and I and it's funny Paul because got fucked up. Yeah, dude. Like they Paul say that you don't get up. high from it because it's legal. So all the all the uh, a lot of oh, ex shit. users want it. Ooh, look at that big delicious, my man. Oh, what cigar is that, Abe? You. First. Oh yeah. shit, and 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 Adam too, man. Yeah. Oh well, this is this is awkward now, Paul. I'm sorry. Weird. Um, My mother-in-law won't let me smoke in her house. What's with the two solo cups? Is like one like yeah. Dude, let me tell you something. I'm gonna be I honest with you. Here. I'm gonna be honest with you with the quick story why this happened. So. My, my, our friend is coming for the baptism God. and I picked her up from the airport and there's no other place for her to sleep here. So my brother has my dog for the weekend and I went to his house in Port Jefferson, which is about 35 minutes away from here, stayed there last night, woke up. My brother's divorced now for two years and he's living like a college kid. I walk in there. I'm like, Hey man, do you have like a coffee cup I can take to go? He goes, what? I open his, I open his cupboard, his pantry I'm telling you, there's just K-Cups. Nothing else in there. And I'm like, what the hell Solid. is this? Don't you live here? I open up the fridge. There's a Brita water filter. Nothing else in the fridge. I'm like, <laughs> what? what is this? So I well, had you to... have any condiments? Dude, he has nothing in he his was, house. He was too ashamed to tell you he was squatting. He might be. I mean, he's been there for a long time. He may, he may be. It's a big-ass house. But I'm talking, it's like a five-bedroom <laughs> house. Like, what are you doing? So with a mattress, is there furniture or no? Because there's no furniture. He's definitely squatting. There is furniture, but his living room table, I guess his wife took. So in the, I'm sorry, dining room table. So in the dining room, there's like a Tiffany lamp hanging from the ceiling, but at like head height and nothing else in that room. So I walk walk in, I'm like, dude, where is all the furniture in here? His living room has no couch in it. It's just... He just hangs out in the den and upstairs in his bedroom. So everything else is like cleared out in this giant house. It, the, it residual was weird. Effect of a, the residual effect of a modern day divorce. Yeah, exactly. So so this he had he had like a pack of solo cups from a party he had before COVID. So we <laughs> we put a, a paper towel between the two and then I poured hot coffee in here. Look at you, MacGyver. Well, it was my brother's idea. I, uh, okay. So we should move in with this cat. This sounds like fun. I this know. I'm like in. There's a, t- there's a yeah. Tiffany lamp floating. I mean, it's like an it's a elegant fake Tiffany reminder lamp. It's a of fake what Tiffany lamp. once was. What, but even yeah. better. Matt's already trying to figure out how he can put a swing on that lamp. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta go into the studs, delicious. You know when you install. I mean, I'm sure you're, you know, when you install. No, the studs yours, ain't you know. big enough anywhere for a swing for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I, I would go steel I beam. Yeah, you know, I, I because look, man, everybody's got to get in that swing. You know, you got to get that swing action now and again. You know what I mean? So I think I think some some properly reinforced, uh, you know, hooks and steel eye beam. You're looking very professor like. Will you turn sideways? I just got a side view when you looked up. But turn all the way around. Let's see how. This- looked a little curl in the back. Now, mm-hmm. You have, have you cut it in the back or no? No, man. No, it, it's just, it's just, have you groomed it at all or is it well, is it just growing in this wig format so yesterday <laughs> was the first day right i did have it cut a little bit and they thinned out the side action okay because it does look like it's styled a little bit mm-hmm. yeah you know a little a little stilo going on there you know i put some pomade in it this morning you, you know got like, it actually and then i was like oh, i fucked up because it looked cooler before when it was just flowing so freely 
you know. How are your bangs? Are you got long bangs going on? Are the bangs thrown up over your head or? Yeah, like, yeah, he's got some bangs. Oh, yeah, he's got some bangs. Wow. Adam, are you jealous of this cut? Look at Adam. He is smirking. He is so excited right now. I'm always happy to talk about But the stuff. undercarriage is trimmed. I just want to be very clear that this is growing. That doesn't signify or identify the fact that there are flourishing locks in other regions. Matt Booth keeps it tight, keeps it right. All right? That a boy. That's all I'm saying. And there, I, delicious, I, I miss you. Wait, I saw the camera drop for a second. I was worried you were going to show us. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not. You stood up. You stood up and the camera dropped. I got I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I was looking for the sensor button real quick. Holy cow. I had my finger hey, on the pulse. You got to be prepared when Matt Booth is on the show. You just I don't mean, know look, where it's going to go. Even, even we have standards. Uh, Facebook also has standards that they would like us to keep just a little bit. Oh, that's good. Understood. Mm. You know, I saw a meme because I get, you know, a lot of my information from the memes these days. Mm-hmm. And, it's, uh, it's the most source. Absolutely. Because if I start seeing a meme, I'm like, hey, boo, what happened with this thing that I'm seeing? <laughs> and then, you know. So there was this one, uh, you know, steal his look, and it was the dude from Facebook, and it was like, you know, this blazer, you know, X amount of dollars, this tie, X amount of dollars, and it was like a human skin suit, uh, you know, five million, something oh, like God. that. Yeah. Oh. I think it was to say that he was something other than a human being wearing a, a suit of skin. I, I found it to be very enjoyable and also terrifying at the same time, because there have been moments... Uh, in my travels when I've realized that I'm standing next to someone possibly in a cigar shop that probably would like to wear my skin, uh, as a suit. And, wow. uh, you know, that's, uh, I can, how some events go. I could wear your skin as a knee brace. <laughs> you know what? And I would be honored and it would be like a very p- painted, you, know, you could take part of one of my thighs. It'd be very stylish knee brace. Yeah. You could just say, Hey, I'd like black and gray or I'd like color design on my knee brace and then we could figure out where we're going to harvest it from you know <laughs> now seriously how have you guys been during the last three months i mean have you guys been uh staying in have you gotten out at all you know we've we've gotten out a, a little bit of course man but i mean you know it's like when we when we moved up to you know to washington i mean you know i've i've thought many times you know how grateful i am to be up here because you know, I was in the center of the city, uh, you know, where all this craziness is happening. And I mean, our, our, our factory is still there, obviously. Um, but uh, your room, you know, room 101 jewelry. Yeah. 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 Seventh and Broadway, man. I mean, it's in the I mean, their National Guard guys posted in front of the door to our building. You know, I meant wow. to bring. I meant to bring some of the awesome pieces you've made for me over time. I oh, forgot. To I, sh- I should have reminded you. It's my fault. I'll post Bro. them on Facebook. I'll post yeah, my. Yeah. I meant to Just bring to... them all. Bring them all in and then show them off. But I'll, I'll post some awesome pictures on Facebook. Well, I'll do it. Bro, yeah. incorporate them into your TikTok videos. You know? <laughs> like that would really. I mean, social media me wise, I'm very, I'm very stunted. I mean, Facebook is about it. I don't Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Shake and bake, whatever else they got going on out there today. I pretty much just I limit myself to Facebook. Yeah, I'm behind cool. on the TikTok scene. I, I haven't I haven't joined that. It's not even behind. I just confuse. I don't need mm. multiple platforms to socialize. One is good enough for me. Big <laughs> Delicious is a fucking lion. Look at you, elegant, the king. I'm I'm the lion that lost his mane. Man. Well, I mean, we haven't seen elsewhere. We can't. I mean, I can't. <laughs> you know, I mean, you might have that main flourishing. So anyways, my point is, is that 
where we're at, you know, we have a yard now, mm-hmm. right? Which is like, I always marvel at that. And I'm chasing my boy around the yard. I'm, I'm in and out of the crib on the computer on trying to, you know, you gotta, you gotta shift and you, you have to adapt, uh, you know, when things change aggressively. Right. So figuring that out in terms of, of continuing to pilot the business effectively, right. businesses effectively. Um, but in terms of, you know, direct exposure to the heat, um, you know, other than plexiglass at the counter when you show up somewhere and a guy with a mask, I mean, it's almost as if it's not happening. Really? You know, it's very, very mellow experience with that and grateful for it, man. You know, because um, I could only imagine, uh, you know, if we were still in the middle of downtown, you know. But you guys haven't been going on the road or going anywhere. No, no, man. No. I mean, I this is the longest period of time that I've been in one place. For I mean, since I mean, probably like 2007, something like that. And and for wow. our family, uh, the longest period of time that we've actually been together. And it's been, you know, for us, I always I, it's it's comical, right? Because we actually very much like each other. So it's been like the time of our lives. Right. Good for you. But but my question, right. Also for the listeners, we're going to Richie. Big mocha juicy. He he commented about the cot. Right. So we got to yes. do something for him. And also, he's in Miami, so I mean, I, I know it's an import, but like, if you got some of that, I want to try it. And <laughs> you know, oh dear God, I derailed my my thought process. You're talking no, about impossible. the the COVID the COVID impact on the businesses and being home with your family because you like them. Oh well, yeah, man. Thank oh, you, okay. Paul. <laughs> so my question, right through this whole thing, is like, you know how you you hear about like you watch this show and it's like. He had this other family for 13 years. I had no idea. What are they doing? Like, did they? <laughs> did the cats that have two families, which That's I think actually, is a really wild thing, man. That yeah. actually is pretty. Someone should do a reality show on that. Well, it's like, did they just stay where they landed when quarantine happened, or did they choose? They're like, well, family A is really my 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 mainline jam. That's so I'm hilarious. just going to go back. Of that. It's funny because there's more people than you think that does that. I mean, I know somebody that went through that. Yep. I do now, too. Um, I mean, yeah. What a headache to juggle that man. Oh my God. That's a and, whole hell, of, whole hell of a lot of FaceTime. Who are you FaceTiming <laughs> with? <laughs> so you call? this is, this is a good topic. Like, and and maybe, you know, if people want to call in, you know, veiled out, like if they want to, you know, talk about some of their techniques, you know, as to how they've brokered this situation some or pointers. some pointers, some pointers, tips, some tips. Uh, you know, instructional uh, people calling in with their theories as to what's happening. Um, he fakes but, uh, COVID with one family and says he's got to get hospitalized and then go spends two weeks with the other family. Right. And then yep. come back after he's been cleared. I mean, I guess there's ways you could juggle it. You could, man. But man, what a what an amazing challenge for a person in that position. It's work. You know? It's work. I mean, work is an understatement, right? So that's I'm just you know I'm tabling that for. Further. Listen, bigger than that, I just can't imagine, man, because it's hard enough keeping up with one family. Could right. you even no. imagine? I I don't even get it, man. I mean, the person, the people that do that, could literally be you know, the president, you know, or whatever. It's like the amount of focus and energy and right? tactical. That's some dedicated work right there, man. I mean, I mean that could it's be not anything. like 
It's not like the um, the Mormons or whatever group that is where they have yeah, multiple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? Polygamy. Yeah, polygamy. Yeah, I love that yeah. TV show. What was it called? Um, Yo. Sister Wives? No, no, no. 17 no. Wives? No. no. Uh, Bill Pullman was in it. Too. Um, Bill Paxton, was it? Oh, Paxton. it was on HBO, yes. Um, yeah. oh. I can't Oh, I, I like series. That was a good series. Um, There's reality you, versions of it, though. When, when you when you got them like all in you know one area and they're all together, yeah, yeah it's a little different. But when you got like yeah. you know in different towns across state lines, man, that's like some serious logistical yeah. uh, work. Yeah. I mean, you're a tactician at that point. I mean, you could you're be a secret a agent. You could be, yeah. you know, I mean, anything that that you could level. Have been a CIA operative. <laughs> absolutely absolutely man i mean i want that cat to come be an executive for my company ah, you know what i'm saying because like, if he can handle that the answer is big yeah. love big, big love. love that's it big love that big was love. that was a good show man there's there's one uh, there's a reality version of that show it's basically the same show but real on tlc called sister wives Jeez. and they live in separate houses but they're all in the same compound in vegas and they, they had to move out of Utah because the government was giving them a hard time because I guess they weren't on a compound where they were protected. Uh, so it's the same same type of uh, same type Wait, of deal. So is so is Utah saying that your you know your stable has to be contained? Is that the law there? The like, law let, the law is polygamy you can't be is running illegal. around. <laughs> yeah, but Utah they allow it, right? It's like uh, no, it's only illegal, on the but it's. But it goes on the compound. Yeah, the the Mormon compounds that allow polygamy, they they kind of rule themselves. They kind of so you got to get a fence. <laughs> yes, basically. Like yes. Sure. If you want to be, you, you got to fence it in. No, they put one of those dog invisible dog things around the perimeter. <laughs> and they keep collar all everybody up. Yeah, collar yeah. them up, keep them all in. We should go. We should go have an event in one of those compounds. I mean, it would be tight. You'd roll in, find the you know. The main figure is like so. The over, the over and under would be how long would we be able to be in there before Matt Booth would say something that would either get us lynched, or <laughs> lost out of there. What's the over and under on that time? I mean, look, man, it it's completely three minutes depends on their level minutes. of sensitivity. Twenty minutes. Marty, way too long. He was talking about anal bleaching eleven minutes into the show. Yeah, it's yeah. a clean look, man. <laughs> I can't believe you're stuck on that. It's a clean look. <laughs> I have. What I can't is, see. Okay. I can't. Here's honestly, an interesting I thing. The look of my uh, anus in a while, long time. Well, I'll pop, I mean, when I, next time I come down, I'll, I'll, I'll pop. Up, uh, I'll pop. I'll pass. Yeah, but okay. I'm sure that Adam would be very excited if you wanted to check his anal, I mean, look, uh, his anal tint. If no, there was you. one cat in this little Brady Bunch little deal here that had some sort of treatment going on to that that uh, that region, it would I be Adam. Paul. I think. I say Paul. Paul would, would be like the undercover guy. Paul's a, a high Paul's class, a like, you know, theater yeah. New York guy. If anybody's had yeah, any proposal, any kind of anal bleaching, I say it's Paul. I've never had oh. anal bleaching. I didn't say you had it, but you Just either know what Paul would say. It, or you've been around it, or you maybe, you know, went as a friend to an appointment with a friend. If I put my money on anybody, it'd be I'll you. say this. I know people that have done it. And there you have it. And uh, that's the, that's the, I do know people that, but I've never gone to an appointment. Statement. I wasn't holding very their hand while they were getting it done. Like, hey, I'm here for you, bud. <laughs> but I, I do know people that have done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so, so, Matt, did you did, huh. did you close the factory during all of this? 
Uh, we were actually uh, we were actually required uh, okay. uh, to shutter the doors. Uh, tragically, for about two and a half months, uh, March fifteenth, wow. uh, we wow. closed. Wow. Uh, we uh, we reopened and began to work um, at at a you know at a kind of like a a reduced level, of course. Okay. And um, you know, about six days later, uh, they started tearing the city apart. So we closed again. It was great. Oh, no. I mean, literally, a, a week later, every business at the street level had been smashed out. Wow. Yeah, I saw a district. picture that you posted with with boards on a lot of the mm-hmm. a lot of the windows and things like that. So so are yeah. you is the is the like where you make the jewelry? Do you call it? What do you call that? Is it called a factory, factory or a foundry? It's, it's a factory. It's a okay. factory. I mean, like if I make a post on social media, I call it our studio. OK, because it sounds more romantic. So it's, you know, it's a small, it's a small production facility, you know, how many pieces are you putting out? Like say in a month, Matt, it totally depends. So it's a made to order bit. I mean, for the branded component of our business, it's made to order. Right. Like, so I mean, how many, how many pieces in a given month or the course of the year are you guys producing on a made to order on average? I mean, I'm trying to get a mental idea of the pr- production scale yeah. of the company. Scope, yeah. Well, so it's twofold, right? So there's that component, and then we do a lot of private label for other people. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So we do, you know, I mean, we make anything from like little buckles uh, for for boots that people are making to anything that can be cast, uh, really, you know. Um, so it it does fluctuate, you know. I mean, there have been months where we've made, I mean, a couple thousand units uh, of something, and then there are other months where we've made a couple hundred, you know. And it's just, it's very, very. I mean, and those are two extremes, right? Right. Uh, but, um, you know, it really depends on the uh, the flow of the fettuccine, if you know what I'm saying. The flow of the fettuccine. Did you have um, We're at your mercy, people. Did, right. Did you have production buildup during the, your closure time? Were there you orders know, that you, you had to get back on? So we did, however... Um, the stuff that kind of was logged during that time was all custom. So it was like people that still had the scratch, um, that were sitting around thinking about it, um, or, or finally, you know, decided they were going to pull the trigger on something, uh, you know, for themselves did, you know? And so, um, I did a lot of design work during that time. Uh, and, and that's what we really kicked off with, man. We kicked off with a couple big chains for people and, uh, it's cool, man. I mean, that's really where my heart is in, in that in that world, man. And and once upon a time, that was all we did was was custom commission, you know. And uh, uh, as as part of getting back to our roots, it was a nice way to kind of kick things off again. So are you open cool. now? Are, are you making pieces yeah. now? Okay. Yeah, we're working. We're working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Now, how and how? I, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say how how did the cigar side of the business work during this time? Obviously. Yeah. That was my next question. Yep. I mean, yeah, you're part, part of the, you're part of, I don't want to miss forget talking about it, but you're part of the big lockdown, the second uh, yep. lockdown. Uh, when is that airing, by the way? That is next week on the 25th. Okay. So it's next that week. Next 25th. week on the 25th. So um, is the last, is the de- last day, I, I should have looked this up before we got on the show. Is the last date to order any of those packages happened already or can they still get them? Well, I mean, so, so the cutoff, so there, so there are two sides to this, right? So the cutoff, uh, for people to for us to guarantee that they're going to have them in hand before the show mm-hmm. has occurred. But, okay. but the beauty of the ability to participate in this is that you can get a pack really at any time. Um, you won't have them in your 
filthy little possession skinners. Yes, in your possession. Sorry, that's what I meant mm-hmm. during the show. But you're still eligible for all the prizes and you know all that. So there is no actual cutoff for participation. It's just the line where we don't want to guarantee that you're going to get them. Right, but they could still play. They could, if they could find them still, they could still place the order and get involved in the raffles that are going to be given away. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I I've heard it's like they're giving away like five thousand dollars worth of stuff. Yeah, yeah, probably more than that. It's a very unique, you know, and and lockdown event platform specifically is a very unique example of working smarter and harder and adapting to being frozen right you know for me personally we were on the wrong side of uh our cadence of replenishment right so i was awaiting replenishment not because we were bled to the bone uh but because you know you kind of you you stagger these things so that there's a consistent fluffing of your inventory so it remains voluptuous juicy on your shelves and you have enough to to satisfy these thankless ingrates that can oh i'm so i mean it's uh you know the the fine people that want your your products and uh uh was that too harsh i didn't even get a good laugh out of that uh adam had a reaction he chuckled a little bit yeah i'm not talking about you adam or anyone on this show well listen any minimal emotion from adam is a triumphant uh that's like an explosion yes yeah (laughs) so yes valid point yes we got cut off. I mean, a lot of businesses uh, just were shuttered, right? Then you had import, export, and factory level, you know, shuttered as well. And so the people that were still ordering, uh, you know, we sold through everything we had, man. Uh, you know, because, I mean, for Room 101, we've been experiencing an escalation in sales, you know. Uh, we're growing back to where we once were and beyond. So, you know, it was... You know, they, as corny as it sounds, you know, the problems that other people wish they had, you know, we're definitely experiencing. And we got caught definitely at the wrong end of that one. It's great. However, uh, you know, um, the lockdown was a very, is a very interesting um, and viable addition to our business, man. Uh, for Room 101, for La Polina, for our partnership and, and beyond, because it was how do we, how do we, transact and make sure our retail partners transact when their businesses are closed, you know, and this facilitated that, you know, and even as they reopen, it's still a very, uh, a very solid opportunity uh, for them to make a monthly to bi-monthly hit in addition to uh, what they would be doing with their business otherwise. I just got to admit it was a lot of fun and I was honestly, um, I was very impressed with the first cigar lockdown that happened as far as the production, how it was done. Um, I really didn't think it was going to go off as well as they had hoped. And uh, right. I think they exceeded my expectations. I mean, it was, it was actually fun to not only be a part of, but to watch it and, and, and be involved. It was actually very cool. You know, man, it's, it's entertainment, it's information, yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. uh, communal, and it's transactional all in one. Right. And as, so everybody wins. It's just an all around good time. And the interesting thing is, you know, it's like now you're able to incorporate and activate your retailers nationwide in, at the at the, you know, at the same time. And that's powerful. You know, now um, I have an ask KMA question for you. OK, I, I think this is a ha ha. I don't think there's any legitimacy to this because I've seen the movie. But um, 
somebody wanted to know if you had a cameo in the Uncut Gems movie. Uncut. Is uncut, uncut referencing something? No, no, no. Have you not <laughs> seen the movie? The, the uh, uncut, uncut Gems with Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett's in it. Takes have place you not seen that movie? I have it's not seen Netflix the movie. Now. Oh, and, worth, and I did not have a worth 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 the watch. Okay. Worth the watch. I, I mean, I there are several doppelgangers out there uh, of mine. You know, they're creeping. I mean, as one of they're them might creeping. be like an extra guy. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, no, I don't know if that uh, was just a reference to you being in the jewelry business, but mm. I'm like, I would have noticed if you had been in the movie. Well, here's a, here's another yes? question from KMA that actually yes. is a is a really good one, referring to another aspect of the brand, uh, the gin. Mm. That the, drank. The, the the question is so with with the distillery that that produces the gin for you, are they have they yeah. converted to all hand sanitizer? Are they are they still distilling uh, spirits? Yeah, uh, both. So okay. they, they are producing hand sanitizer, but they are also still distilling spirits. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Is there, so look. Oh, go ahead, Paul. I don't is is there any hope for Adam to get Room 101 hand sanitizer? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's in, it's in the works, brah. <laughs> I, you, I, look, you've man, got my I address. Firmly, listen. I firmly believe. Listen, so. Matt, make his day some a very special bottle of the Room 101 hand sanitizer. <laughs> Creamy white edition. I'll add the creamy I'll white the edition. Extra elixir to it. <laughs> oh, great. But anything I give Adam has some level of elixir, even if it's just a quick dab. You know, like here, man, try this new yeah. cigar. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I want, I so desperately just want any of me to be inside of him. You know. Oh wow. God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, he's yeah. blushing. Friends, it's what friends do. Yeah. He did. He turned red. Look at you, man. Yeah. He red. That's that's cute. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but no, man. Um, I just looked to see if there was time for a break. It's way too early because that would have been a good segue right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, yeah. Take a moment. Let that up. thought seep no, in. Way too early. And on that note, here's a word from our sponsor. <laughs> so, uh, you know, man, this has been so in regards to the alcohol project. Yeah. Um, this has been like. Uh, you know, the injection of massive steroid into the alcohol business. Okay. Th- th- this is what I want to ask you, right? Because yeah. I don't believe I have yet anybody to tell me the truth. Right. Okay. So yeah. been in the business 25 years. Yeah. I've seen countless attempts of alcohol, whether it be, you know, cigar in the bottle, uh, Monte Cristo rum, whether it be Drew estate liquors. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really haven't seen one. That I would well, say successful model, right? There's a reason. Delicious. So, so why do people keep doing it? Because the unicorn is real. Because okay, the explain. unicorn of acquisition explain. in that business. So here's here's okay, the so, major. So you're, you're saying you're saying it's like betting on the one to one hundred horse, right? Because the upside is so big if you could break through. Chasing the dragon, man. But here's the deal, man. I believe, and look, we have pot- launched piloted and sustained every component of our branded business, which is unlike any other brand in the world, I might add at this point. The Room 101 brand. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, via leverage of relationship, guerrilla tactic like a motherfucker, grassroots effort, building a stable of real followership, not artificial insemination by pay to play, by 
you know, it's been a lot of grinding, a lot of hand-to-hand combat and, and human touch, right? And that's what's built our, our humble yet authentic and very real and virile. Can I say virile, Adam? Absolutely. Yeah. Percolate. Mm-hmm. Virile, uh, stable of brand loyalists, right? Which continue to pollinate and grow. Um, the reason that you haven't seen a successful alcohol effort come from anyone in the cigar business because it is fucking hard. It's hard as fuck to have a product on a shelf somewhere is a feat to be celebrated. Right. You know, like when we placed when we placed the product in, in Whole Foods, by the way, shameless self-promotion on relationship motherfuckers. That's right. I had people that were fucking five, seven, eight, ten year vets of the space hit me up like, how did Booth, how did you do that? Right. How, how did you do that? Like, I've been trying to get into Whole Foods for five years. You know, okay, but, okay and, getting into Whole Foods is one thing. How do, how is it fared now that it's on the shelves? I mean, at this point, I'm saying to myself, are you saying to yourself, "Damn, what was I thinking?" Or, or is it really well hanging like, man, in there? Is it is it it, is it, it has it, legs, and I'm it, not overextending myself. I no, mean, I, I, well, listen, a lot I, of people, I believe you. That's why I wanted to ask you. I yeah. know you give it to me straight. I'm not over. Well, yeah, of course, man. Of course, uh, you know, I'm not overextending myself. I'm not, uh, we, we are not as a, as a small unit, uh, myself and my partner, Steve, we are not, um, you know, we're not trying to, we're not out there whale fishing, if you know what I'm saying, which I think is, I think is a chief folly of many because they think in order to go big, you have to, I mean, in order to achieve big, you have to go big and they don't see it as, as a structure built of many incremental smaller successes and staged. So you have a very smooth and steady slow arc right stable foundation Uh, absolutely i mean you blow up you burn out i mean there's only you have a meteoric uh, upshot there is only at some point you crest right so there's no foundation you've built up along the way yeah slow and steady wins the race man now look uh i won't lie man i mean it's been a little slower going than i than even i would have liked it to be but i'm being very methodical about the way that i approach it because that business is an asshole it is a, a, a bottomless pit, a succubus, if you allow it to be, for everything that you have and beyond. You know what I'm saying? So, this, so is not a, this is not a licensing deal for you. This is no. not a hobby for you. No. This is a legitimate, you Absolutely. put perpetual effort into Absolutely. this project. And, and look, and, 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 uh, and we're going to continue to evolve the brand in that category as a gin uh, brand. Uh, that's how I want our brand to be known in alcohol, you know, uh, right. in the alcohol world. And, uh, you know, I mean, look, like I said, slow and steady wins the race. Um, and you know, choosing your partners and I, and I stress the word partner very, very wisely, both on and off premise, you know, because if you, if you go into that world and you try to play the game by their rules, you better have a whole lot of money that you're ready to no longer have to roll the dice on or, or you take my approach and you go straight craft, straight relationship and, and super easy does it, man. And, and slow build, you know, territory to state by state, territory to territory, hand to hand combat. And look, man, when you walk in, I'm, I'm sure you guys have very, very favorably abused many a rep from an alcohol company with your bars. <laughs> but look, if I came into your bar I would say, look, here's the deal. I'm going to partner with you. This is going to be a two-way street. We're going to have a, a 
a relationship of reciprocal and mutual benefit. But I can't I can't come in here and, and put a card on the table and say, hey, charge five G's over the weekend and pour room 101 until you run out. And that's the way a lot of those big companies promote their products. Right. You know, a- after I've made, you know, uh, you know, two hundred and fifty dollars off the two cases that we just put in your bars. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. So. So and then and then spent, you know, uh, you know, uh, fifteen hundred to, to get there and be there for the weekend to promote it. Right. So, right. Um, you know, but but there is there's another way is what I'm saying. And, and that's the way we're trying to pilot that effort, you know, and 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 there are certain people that are amenable to it and we entrench ourselves with them. And there are certain people, you know, uh well, I don't need another gin on my bar, ah, ah, you know, an hour of this nonsense. And it's like, okay, you know, I'll try a bottle, but you know, what are you going to, what are you going to do for me? Right. Like, right. what are you going to swipe right now on your credit card for me to buy, to put $8 into your company's pocket? Right. And that's no, what it, we don't deal with, man. It's, I mean, it's we don't, tough. Yeah. And, and look, man, uh, and, and we don't play that shit. We don't. And, you know, I'm sure there are cats in the alcohol business watching this right now. Like, well, well, good luck then booth. And it's like, well, Hey, I don't see what the, what you're doing, bitch. So like I own this brand and we're on the shelf in multiple States in business, in market. And we're, and we're slowly by design growing. So let so, me ask you something. You got three major things that you have on your plate, right? Cause I, yeah. I'm a fellow guy who has multiple businesses and whatnot. Right. Yeah. What, what percentage of your time, is divvied up between jewelry, cigars, and and gin. So the answer to that is multifold, right? But I'll, I'll shoot you straight, as I always do. I triage on a day-to-day basis based Where on it's what needed. is mission critical. Where it's needed. But I also have partners in different segments of our business that without them uh, to provide a day-to-day support, whether it be logistical or otherwise – you know, we would be dashed upon the rocks, you know? So it's, it's no one person alone can do what I do. And I think that a lot of people represent themselves, you know, you know, because it's aspirational and you have a lot of like, uh, these guys that market themselves as self-made businessmen that it's, you know, them as a rock, you know, and, and yeah, you're the nucleus 100%, you know, without, without your touch, without your vision, without your leadership, you're all fucked. But no, no man is an island or woman, no man or woman, let's be fair, is an island, right? But we're going to be fair, right? They delicious. Yes, sir. I fucking love you, man. Okay, so <laughs> I do, man. I'm just looking at you. Just love you, man. So, you know, it, it takes, uh, you know, for example, Zara, uh, you know, my, my office manager in Los Angeles, like she basically runs my life for me and, and without her. And my partner in our factory, I would have been out of business 10 years ago. It's It, it would have been impossible, you know. Uh, and the same can be said for my partners at, at La Polina. You know, I mean, the we are business in the back and party in the front in the cigar world. And that's how we handle it. But it's sewn up masterfully on the back end in terms of logistical support, et cetera. And, and the same goes for my man Steve in the, in the gin effort. You know, it's day-to-day focus and care. Uh, and then I triage from there wherever I'm, I'm needed most or wherever I have to invest myself, uh, as is most critical. Do you Does that have, make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you have aspirations to further 
the the spirits business into other spirits or is is gin the brand can you envision me like pushing out a pipe and hot one on the can paul can you picture that in your mind's eye yeah, did, I just miss a, did, I, did I miss a transition? We're, well, we're trading information here. He wants to know something, and I want to know something. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'm going to answer you first, Paul, and I'm going to let you conjure up that visual, and then I want you to <laughs> eloquently describe. I mean, and, and stance is a big thing. Like, is there a, a, a hand <laughs> on the knee and, like, a lean? Like, what's really going on? So pause that. You think about it, Paul. Boop. So... My answer is very simply, maybe, you know, my focus is gin, right? Uh, I believe it to be the most versatile spirit that exists. I love tinkering with it. I love the ability to blend and alter its personality, mm-hmm. like completely at the, you know, at the drop of a dime, you know, um, and also in, in the name of efficiency, I love the ability to be able to produce rest for 60 to 90 days and be good to go. You know what I mean? Uh, versus, you know, the, the brown liquids, which you have to find someone that has it. Mm-hmm. First of all, you have to compete to, I mean, fuck all that, man. Like, I, I mean, I, and that's not a discredit to the, uh, the artistry, uh, and, and the heritage that goes into that. But like, for me, what is on brand for us is gin all day mm-hmm. long. Now I would fuck around with some absum. Mm-hmm. You know, I would, I would tinker okay. into other little specialty nooks and crannies. And of course, if the opportunity arose and someone came to us and, 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 you know, presented, you know, an opportunity for a brown liquid that was an arrangement that I simply couldn't refuse, uh, you know, we're, I'm, I'm no dumb dumb. I would take it. But my focus is to develop Room 101 to be understood to be a gin brand and specialists in that category. Right. You know, okay. to to create more uh, variations on our original seasonal releases barrel rested, uh, you know, barrel rested gin as well as barrel rested cocktail. Uh, what's your, what's your go to cocktail, Matt? I, I love the aviation, man. I, with oh, our oh, gin, oh. I love the aviation. I, I think it's, I think it's delightful. It's, and it's a little fancy. It's like pinky up, you know, <laughs> but, um, is that a mixed cocktail or is that just a one of your gin uh, recipes? No, no, it's it's a mixed cocktail. It uses, I mean, the chief ingredient uh, is creme de violette. Um, and, mm. and it's really, really sexual, man. I mean, I would highly recommend once we offer, are able to offer Room 101 gin in Florida and, and therefore at your at your bars, I think, in aviation Very would cool. be top, man. Uh, but the Negroni also. I love a Negroni. Uh, as a cocktail mm-hmm. yeah. with our gin, man, and a cigar, it's lights out, man. You can't beat it. And now, it also helps bridge the gap with the guy that says, I must ingest the brown liquids when I smoke, although <laughs> our gin pairs very favorably with, with the smoking experience. The Negroni helps to bridge that gap. Right. Now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the, your gin is currently available in California. Yes. Arizona. Yes. And Texas, if I'm not mistaken. No, Nevada. Nevada. Hawaii. Oh, and Pennsylvania and North Carolina on special order with the state. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. And so North Carolina is one to get into because that's an ABC state. Yeah, well, North Carolina, we are served proudly at Havana Phil's mm-hmm. uh, in Greensboro, uh, as well as a couple other uh, locations. Forgive me for 
No problem. You know how that goes. There are a couple others. Look them up, man. They're there. No, um, no, no, man. We're not. We're not opposed to you talking about cigar shops, bro. No, Go no, ahead. no. I'm. I'm. Apologize. Oh, you forget. You can't remember oh. that. <laughs> It's all that gray hair coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Let me it's ask true. you a question. Is there really any legitimate works about getting into Florida? Because I, I would love to incorporate, you know, Room 101 and the Great Smoke. I mean, God willing, well, if we have it in 2021, you know, get it. Yeah, Florida is at the top of the list, and it is a no-brainer, man. There are so many cigar bars that we mm-hmm. can entrench, you know, Tier 1, you know, uh, distribution, entrench right. with the cigar bars. There are even some in Florida that have the cash and carry option, which is like, I mean, dude, that's a, I mean, that's a, you, when you come in for an activation and you can sell a box and a bottle and the, and the customer can walk out. I mean, there's not, there's nothing better. Man. Yeah. That's you know? that uh, most, I think almost any cigar bar in Florida has that license pretty much because, uh, I, I don't think you're going to get a, a liquor license otherwise, unless you have the version that allows you to do package sales. So you can do package sale. Oh yeah. Both all, all our liquor, all, all three oh. of our. All three of the full liquor buys brutalize, brutalize, and and the beauty of this and the beauty of it is, you know, I mean, over the years, I mean, I've done, you know, my fair share of in-store activations, and and you know, a guy that a guy or gal that has to pony up the dough for a, a multi-box combo. I mean, they're they're walking out spending some some paper, you know. Bottle of our gin's forty bucks, you know. I mean, they can literally walk out with a, you know. You, we can create packages, uh, you know, with a 10 count box of cigars in a bottle and they walk out of there for a hundred bucks, $110 with a, with a box. And you know, the, it's fantastic, you know? No, um, definitely so, yeah. not a, well, we look forward to it. We hope you get it. Um, we're going to take a quick break, uh, to, uh, uh, show one of our sponsors, but before we take our quick break to, um, talk about our sponsors, I just want to think. Kevin Shahan of I Tap That Cigar. My oh, room yeah. My Room 101 farce is sitting on one of his stands. Oh, nice. Um, one of his cigar prop dog. stands. So I'm actually using it during the show, Kevin. Thank you. Easy to travel and, uh, and folds, folds out. Oh, I, yep. I have one. I have one with me. I, it's not in my bag down here, but I actually brought one with me from the last time he was yep. on the show. I've been using it the whole show. So we're going to take a little word from our sponsors right now. And after that, we'll have more with Matt Booth of Room 101 Brand. And don't miss out. We got Coop coming on today, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. We'll have uh, William Cooper from the Cigar Coop right after All this. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, everyone. Susan Giorgio here. Hi, this is Rich coming at you from South Florida. Hi. I'm Tom Stroud. Hey, it's Stephen Martin coming to you from Seattle, Washington. Hey, everybody. I'm Jennifer True. Hey, everyone. This is Alex Ryan. I'm a poker player, a dominoes player, a world traveler. I like to go sailing, hit the golf course, and drink some wine. I am a mother. I am a content creator. I'm also a husband, a father, and someone who really enjoys great cigars. Enjoying a Monte Cristo. In fact, the 50th anniversary Monte Cristo, a special limited edition. My favorite cigar, Monte Cristo Epic. Please take this opportunity to smoke one of our amazing Monte Cristo cigars. The Monte by Monte being my personal favorite. I am Monte Cristo. I am Monte Cristo. I am Monte Cristo. We We are are Monte Monte Cristo. Cristo. You're live, Adam. We're back. All right, and welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. We are broadcasting live in 
different areas of the world. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. Thanks for joining us. Uh, with me, as always, Mr. Honest Abe. Hey, hey, hey. And once again, live from New York, it's Paul DeGracco. I am here. I gotta, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna enjoy doing that as long as you're there. I'll be well, here a couple weeks because I don't want to make the next, drive back. Next week, you could say live from Pensacola. Why you're gonna be in Pensacola? <laughs> Pensacola next weekend. Oh, what, what is up in Pensacola? My wife's whole family. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, well, one of her, one uh, her, her father, her grandmother on her father's side, um, uh, who was like old when I first met my wife years ago, um, like really old. Um, she's uh, she's up there, and uh, she can't travel like she used to. So you know, I think it's a good time to take the family up there and hopefully see her and say oh, hello. Right. And she's got she's got some aunts and uncles, so we're gonna be out there next weekend. Who who do we have on next weekend, by the way? We're, wa- we're, wait- we're waiting, yeah. Uh, what a great Good job, for- Paul. Good job. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt, while, while we were on break, uh, what's with the photo, framed photo behind you? That's a really interesting photo. Oh, that's a friend of mine's hand. Mm-hmm. His name's Seven Antonopoulos. He was the, he's a, a amazing an amazing drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, played for a group in the U.S. called Opiate for the Masses for years, and now he lives, I believe, in... Uh, <laughs> In Stockholm, is he holding or, a is he holding a mic in that picture? A microphone? No, his hand is just, he's like leaning on a, a chain link fence. Oh, and then his he's he has got it. Now I uh, see some yeah. of our uh, it, it bring, was, some of our jewelry on. It was uh, semi phallic. Well, I mean, it's a uh, it's a Matt Booth production. Ronnie Hasha just had to Google anyone. that word. Mm. Oh, Ronnie Hishi Hashi. Uh, we miss him. We miss him, and wish he's not. Him. He is not happy with your look. He's calling. You, I know he's. He's calling he's you mortified. a gate man. Listen, look. All I know is if you give it about another six months, you'll be a great candidate for the bring back of the Geico commercials, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Man, I, you'll be right there. You're almost there right now. He literally has I would not be a stopped. Caveman. He literally has not stopped since the beginning of the show till just before the break. He's been posting things about Matt's look. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a magnificent troll. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, he's a, I mean, he's we, one of the best. We can't be all as vain as Ronnie Hasha. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when, handle, when your man. Facebook when your Facebook uh, pic is you combing your hair in the mirror, the window mm-hmm. reflection of your own car, styling it, walking. Away. And every no, and isn't every, it a cop car? Every fiber of his hair, it's just perfectly right? flowing. You got it I mean, all you know, done. I, I think it's a cop car that he's fixing his hair in. Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't even... Which is even more weird. <laughs> I just find it funny. I don't know. So I, is anyone uh, talking any interesting shit on the comments, or, or is it just a bunch of uh, standard stuff? And is Joe Holtman, the cigar industry legend, tuned in? I don't know, but I, I saw Nikki hop on a little bit ago. Did she? So careful she, what she you say. To- he likes to creep on 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 what Daddy's doing. Like I'll do an interview and I'll come and she's like, "Oh, boo, you did really good." I'm like, "Oh, you watched, you watched." Yeah, it's like she cares, man. It's very nice. So, <laughs> it's like she cares. So, so at this that, point, she does care. She cares. Oh yeah. So at this point, Matt, I mean, you've been stuck in Washington for over three months. Do you have any plans on getting back to LA to get to the factory at any point, or getting back yeah, to I mean, look, a, a trip down there is mandatory at some point, you know. Um, 
But uh, for me, I wouldn't use the word stuck. I would use the word pleasantly situated. Mm. You know, it's all it's about the verbiage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. It's interesting how, you know, you think you have your shit together, right? And it, and in theory, the idea of what it would be like to actually stop being in constant motion and possibly being able to, you know, via being stationary, maybe even be more effective than you would be normally in that, in that state of, of motion, you know, that seems logical, but yet when you're, when you're just going, like the mindset is I must go, I must hunt, I must kill, I must eat, you know, and, you know, to, to be forced to be frozen and have that opportunity, which is really a once in a lifetime opportunity for, for me, you know, um, let's, let's hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Knock um, on wood. Yeah. I mean, it's really given me time to like the air, you know, the decompression, the clarity of thought comes in, you know, because when you're in any state like that, I mean, it's like I remember, you know, I had, I had a, I, you know, I've been divorced from a, a, a romantic partner and business partners, right? All the like. And, and you get into these situations where, say, the relationship toxifies and your mind state is frantic. You know, after you sever that, you cut that cord, you know, a year later, you're going to find yourself having these thoughts like, well, why didn't we just do this? Why didn't we just do that? Like that, right. that would have made sense. But you right. realize you were all fucking wombats at the time and you couldn't, you know, you were not in the, in the headspace to do that. Right. So, um, you know, this has given me enough pause to be able to sit back and examine and understand like, okay, there are parts of what we're doing that don't make sense anymore. Um, you know, how can I be the most effective for our effort every day, you know, and it doesn't require me being on a plane every week. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not going to stop traveling, but, uh, you know, we have to take a really good look at how this landscape had already changed. And, and now this is like the nuke right to it and, and what we're going to be looking at in the, in the coming months to, and, and into perpetuity in terms of what this looks like, you know, and then we'll get that all figured out. And hopefully by then we'll be at the finish line. Otherwise we're going to be the people that then don't understand it. And then there'll be a younger generation that kicks the shit out of us. Because they get it at that time, you know? So I don't know if that answered anything. Am I rambling? A little bit. Okay, good. That's what we <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's cause for the, it's cause for the course. Yeah. It works out. Yeah. But it's, but it's been healthy, man. And it's, and it's been healthy for our business, you know, in terms of restructure and, and reposition. Okay. Well, I'd like to do a little more cigar talk. Um, yes. You were, we were fortunate enough to uh, work with you um, in our sixth project um, of our microblend series, Big Delicious, right? In fact, that's how that cigar came about. Um, Matt actually called me that during one of the early great, early great smokes, right? The early great Mm -hmm. smokes on. So we actually ended up making a microblend called Big Delicious, um, which was an awesome, fun project, which mm-hmm. included a whole mm-hmm. cartoon strip series, its own website. Um, we had fun. <laughs> and you and I have been tinkering on LBD2 now for a while, right? We well, have. LBD, LBD, we have. right? A little big delicious. Uh-huh. So um, uh, what's the probability we're going to be seeing a, a, an LBD? Well, soon. the probability is confirmed. Soon, right? 
is, is the question mark. The timing, right? The timing. Yeah. Well, the, you know, and I mean, this this whole deal has, you know, I mean, it's deleted like, you know, three plus months out of the entire year. And right. We were, we were to, hoping to get it out this year, but I think now we're going to yeah. push probably into early next year. I mean, if we can, I would love to, man, but it has to make yeah. sense for everybody. And we have to, you know, we have to schedule it correctly. And uh, LBD, but it, LBD was a tribute to our, our kids, right? We both, yeah. you know, we both had sons not too far apart. So yeah. we just thought delicious. A little big delicious would be good. So hopefully we'll, we'll we'll get that project done. Outside of that, is there anything that you're working on in in, in, the, so, in the cigar side? Absolutely. So, um, I have several things that are already uh, primed and ready to go. My one of my main focuses is the evolution and expansion of the Payback uh, brand franchise, and uh, you know the Connecticut extension. Uh, will be on shelves this year. Uh, we also have uh, a Poppy Chulo program uh, that we're going to roll out strategically for that, um, as well as the addition of some other uh, premium extensions to the collection, like uh, another anniversary series, um, things like that. Oh, I think we lost Big Delicious. He, uh, oh, no. <laughs> he, he sometimes um, mutes his camera. When he's got Understood. business to do, because he's now back in the office. So people will come in there from time to time and be like, hey, Abe, can we bubble up? And he's like, wait, well, hold, could you just hold on right. a second? I, I, I try to time it because I'm watching the Facebook feed when I know I'm not on camera. So when Paul's got a close-up <laughs> of you, I try to discreetly handle some work situations. But thanks for outing me, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I just, you know, uh, I, I was I was concerned for your well-being, obviously, and I, I missed you instantaneously. In all the weeks you've been doing this, Matt was the first guy to out me doing that. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, um, yeah, so so payback expanding new anniversary series, and look, man, and also, interestingly enough, there has been a ravenous, uh, you know, level of interest developing in our vintage products. Mm. In our vault level products, really, you know, uh, Daruma, Namakubi. I mean, we we're getting messages on a minimum weekly basis, if not day to day basis. Hey, where can I find this? Where can I find that? Uh, Johnny Tobacconot, Chief Coolero, all that shit, right? So, wow, you know, the yeah, yeah, like they want them now, delicious. You know what I'm saying? Ah. So, the the interesting opportunity here Absolutely. is to is to look at revitalizing some of these things, right? And capitalizing on on that collector market. So I think you're going to see a lot of our vintage or legacy sub brands uh, reemerge over the next couple years. You know, um, obviously some different formatting and, you know, all all that stuff. But I think that I think that they're uh, not think I know that they're, you know, viable components to our overall portfolio in terms of item offerings. And, and there's definitely. It's funny, man. You go to all this trouble to develop the best products that you've ever had your name on, which we completely have at this point. And people are like, yeah, that's dope. We see, you know, a lot of, you know, 12 years hard work. Yeah, yeah. But how about that old shit? You got, you got that? You got that? <laughs> you got that not new, new? Because I want that now. I'm like, bitch, where were you? Where were right? you then? Right? <laughs> what the where, where were you when it was sitting on the shelves? It's the, but, way, but now, it's, it's the way it is. Sometimes, sometimes we'll have something set on the shelves like for a year. No one mm -hmm. touches it. The yeah. second we cut the line or move it, all of a sudden we'll get like ten requests. 
hey, do you carry this? Man, where you been the last 12 months? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where right? were you when I was offering this box, right? this space on my shelf? Wait, you know? they weren't even around when I was trying to blow them out at half off just to move them, and they weren't around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we end up, <laughs> end up donating that to our guards for gunners sometimes because we can't even get rid of them. And then all of a sudden, the second we ship it out, Oh, people start walking through the door wanting to know where that cigar is. It's hilarious. Well, I mean, look, man, it, it could be debatable, and I don't know that we want to put it up for debate, but when when a product, as you're describing, falters and you take efforts to jettison what you have via discount, people pick it up because they want affordable cigars. And that actually catapults in many Probably. cases that product. Mm-hmm. It does. I've seen I've seen it happen. I, I've watched it happen, you know, with, with some of my products, with with other brands products, right. like the minute that it goes out in some sort of like volume special, this is when you see it starting to populate Instagram. A lot of people are picking it up there and then it becomes, I mean, dude, some of our better cigars and, and now cult favorites were were stimulated in, in that in that manner, you know? So I want to ask you about one of the, one of the hottest projects, I think, that or one of the first like really hot projects mm-hmm. that you were involved in was um, One Shot, One Kill that you had done with yeah. Edgar. Now, I was surprised, I and mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times I do get it wrong, obviously, like your wife's pregnancy. <laughs> but uh, I was shocked Ooh. that he, he's still out there selling the One Shot, One Kill brand. Yeah, you know, that was a project that I created as kind of a tribute to his photography and his dedication to our brand prior, uh, you know, and these are not my words, but it was referred to, uh, by Matt Arcello. Uh, I I don't know if you know Matt, but he owns the Davidoff locations in Las Vegas. Uh, I know, I know of him. Yeah. Yeah. Good, a good friend, uh, and, and, and supporter of room one one but longtime partner also of the Davidonians. And at a marketing (laughs) meeting uh, with the Davidonians, he mentioned, he said, this is, this is the Opus X of the boutique cigar world. That's wow, what, that's wow. what he told them. That's what he told them. Now that was originally, yeah. that was originally launched under the room 101 brand. That's correct. It was, right. it was a, it was a brand that, that I, I developed, uh, under room 101. And, uh, when everybody was kind of going their separate ways, I, uh, I signed the trademark right to Edgar so that he could continue, uh, the brand as he saw fit. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's ever, um, you know, achieved, uh, you know, the level, um, that we were at with it when it was under my care, but you know, that's their, that's their prerogative, you know, so he's, but it's still, it's still out there. Uh, yeah, not, not the one uh, that I created. No, 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 no. Because he, when you guys all parted ways, he came, he went off and took that brand and, and, um, what, I, I, was he able to use the name? I can't even remember what was, was the name because. Yeah, I mean, it, he could, he could. Yeah, at that point, it was right. it was his, no longer mine. But right, I mean, look, man, it went it went from a, a gentleman that that has a, a pedigree, uh, you know, uh, an experience in the business, referring to it as the opus X of the cigar world, into whatever it is today, and that's right. uh, what it is. So, I mean, it's a phenomenal, uh, you know, charting that brand's course specifically, and the and the lore and the fuel that was created by our offering that it's still you know pilots on today in many ways is an interesting uh, you know exercise in brand dissection you know that was probably one of when when it was the room one hundred and one brand was probably one of one of my uh, most memorable and 
limited releases that I still even yeah. talk about today. Yeah. Do you mean yeah. so, Abe? Do you mean was it like a, a favorite as far as the cigar itself for you, or was no, it successful? Yeah. yeah, like like uh, no, no, it was both. It was successful in business, but I'm talking about it on a personal side. So like uh-huh. when cigars like that come and go and they're gone, right? There's always those few. Man, I wish I can get some more of those, and that mm, that's right. definitely on my. I wish I can get find or come across a, a hit. Mm. You know, sometimes we come across stuff that gets buried. Like, oh, where did these come from? That would be yeah, like yeah. a pleasant surprise mm. if we could well, go delicious. some old stories, find you, some stuff you know that got buried under other boxes of cigars. And say, oh, yeah. It, it is rumored that the last box that was offered for sale or auction, like in a forum, went for about eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Wow. There you have it. Yeah. And that, those were so, ten counts. Those were ten counts. Yeah. Were they? Yeah. Count so room box. 101, uh, you know, a room 101 collectible product, uh, $800. Uh, you know, it's, I think that's also a testament to what that, that product was at that time, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's something cool to have had your hands on that, that now it's, it's still, you know, so desirable. Yeah, man. And look, I, I you know, I've thought from time to time, Hey, what if, what if we, you know, created some sort of situation where we could actually relaunch that, uh, it, it, and, and bring it back to life in, in, in the way that it once was. And, like an uh, Eagles you know. when Hell Freezes Over tour? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and you know, you never know, man, you know. Uh, but uh, That'd be a good it collaboration. It is what it is, man. Yeah. It just makes well, you we'll want see, it man. more. Right. <laughs> now I'm like, wait a second, how have I not tried this? Well, there's somebody, I can't remember because they're, they're scrolling as fast as I could try to pay attention. Somebody's still got an OG box in their humidor. So go ahead and well, call. Offer him 800 bucks. Maybe he'll sell it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, can I borrow next 800 bucks? Go for, next one. No, you cannot. Yeah, probably will. Okay, so we have to ask. I know it's not gin, but what is in that concoction of a cup? Coffee. Oh, straight oh. coffee out of a plastic yeah. container? Yeah, man, I'm not, you know, I'm not all up on the, the etiquette. I just mm-hmm. want to put it, in, I want to put the accelerant into my system. That's really all there is to it. I so assumed it was a smoothie. Cups like Paul? What was that? This is a little thicker plastic, you know, uh, okay. and this was iced, so I had no fear of That looks like cup. it's a Tupperware. Yeah. It's like a, a shaker cup for a, uh, uh, you know, protein Yeah, that, I thought he was drinking a, a smoothie. Which, by the way, you've been going to the gym a lot recently, what brought that well, whole aspect of you being you in CrossFit? Trying on? to get back to military form. Well, look, man, I, I all you know, I had been working out pretty regularly, um, and then you know, when this thing hit, it was literally, I came home from my last trip and just like everything paused, and I took a vacation from exercise too, and then I realized like, oh my god, I'm 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 gonna have a situation here if I don't do something <laughs> about this. So when you know when the local spot opened back up. You know, it's not the same. I mean, you actually have to like uh, reserve a space online, so it's like only eight people can participate in the in the class, at, wow. and they have a you know a taped square on the floor that you have to remain inside and and all this, which I actually kind of like that because I like having my spot. Like this is my spot. Every <laughs> morning I come in, I go that spot. When you walk in, you know? do you pee around the square? <laughs> you know, because I, I totally like to can to see to... you doing that. Honestly, I, well, look, man. I, it's not, it's not, you know, beyond the, it's not far-fetched, right? It's not, yeah, it's not outside the realm of, of reason, reasonable, uh, you know, but, you know, I like to be polite sometimes. And so what I do is 
my version of peeing, I walk straight and I put my water bottle in that square. And that is a form of urinating on my territory for sure. This is mine. Yeah. And so, you know, man, just trying to, just trying to get it back in gear, man. I mean, I was, I was inactive and, uh, you know, had some back issues flare up again from, from inactivity and whatnot. And I was just like, man, enough's enough. I gotta, I gotta take better care, you know? Good for you. Yeah. I I say that every Sunday night. (laughs) This week I'm working out every day. Every Sunday night. I I feel, I feel it. It lasts lasts about Monday, 9 a.m. There you go. (laughs) Well, at least you have that moment, you know, every week, every week. Like I think it's going to be different. Like I'm going to wake up that Monday morning more diligent. This, this is the week. It ain't easy, man. Man, it ain't, it ain't easy. easy. It ain't easy. But but you know, Matt Matt has that. Um, uh, what, what is the word I'm looking for? Like he 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 was in the military, so he like um, discipline talks, is the word discipline. discipline? Yeah, he has that discipline ingrained in him. So I I can see that. I mean, I it's the same thing for me. Like I I know I should be doing more of it. I used to run all the time. I used to lift in mm-hmm. the last like five years. And, I now, just... and now you're sitting there with your pants unbuttoned. No, they're not unbuttoned today. Cause they're elastic. Ah, yeah, you joined the club. Now you're in the elastic club. club. That's a whole, my wife, club. my wife bought these shorts that look like, yeah. they look like khaki shorts, but they're actually elastic they're on elastic. top. Used for you, you, that breaks into a whole new plane. Now you've gone now to the elastic verse. When was the last time you wore pants with a button, Paul? Got to be weak. Get some elastic denim joints, man. (laughs) I would love those. Those jeans that look like – those sweatpants that look like jeans. Oh, man. I I have to wear one of my suits today, and I – you know, I worked in – in, uh, in a jewelry store for a long time. So I wore a suit every day and I worked in marketing. So a lot of times I had to wear suits. So I have a lot of suits. I got rid of a lot of them when I moved to Florida, but I have a good like 10 suits still. And Hmm. I have them divided into thin Paul. Yeah. I have them divided into thin Paul, regular Paul, and then, oh shit, Paul. And I (laughs) hope I'm not positive. I had, I wanted to wear this. Oh shit. Paul's don't fit. I don't know. I didn't try it on. I have a really good Italian suit that was a gift that uh, also a was custom made, mm-hmm. and Total. I'm afraid oh, that it's good. not going to fit. Oh yeah, it doesn't. And I'm going to wear it today because the baptism Juicy. is today. So it's going to oh, be interesting. So let me just say, as a guy who fluctuates, I, yeah. I understand this dilemma, but I would never be so insane that you took a road trip. Somewhere were you going to wear a suit that you didn't try on before you yeah. left? I didn't have time. I, I got. You Are know. you nuts? You're such a rookie at this overweight thing. What's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. Men's warehouse is getting you. a visit. If I have. <laughs> what did he say? I missed it. Yes, he said men's warehouse is getting a visit from Paul well, today. Listen, at least he has options. I get screwed. I go travel somewhere. And, and, and you know, it's not like I can just run around the corner and find a suit. I got. If I have any occasion that I got to wear something formal or something I haven't worn in a while, I got to try that whole outfit on a week prior, because that gives right. me four or five days to find something. If it I'm doesn't, I'm so fit. scared now. I'm so scared. I'm oh, thinking you about it. Take a picture. You got to take a picture. I'll take a picture. Uh-huh. If the pants yeah. don't button, I'll show you. But but I remember. What are you gonna do if the suit doesn't fit? It's at all? gonna because I remember when I went to the tailor, I was a little bit heavier, and I actually said to him, I was like, I'm not planning on losing any weight anytime soon. So you should probably give me a little extra space. Wow. So I think it'll be okay. I am the fattest I've ever been, though. At I this mean, point. Worst case scenario is just going to be a tight suit. You'll still be able to get in it. 
But yeah, but it might squeeze the poop out of me. It'll be so tight. So it might be interesting. Just oh, I definitely got to see this picture. Russell out a hot one there. <laughs> I had a bagel this morning Super too. Super 120s. You <laughs> seem to be very Italian joint. You, you <laughs> seem to be very fixated on feces this morning. <laughs> me? You know, it's just oh, part of life. It's a daily deal, man. You know, it happens. Can I it share a story with happens. about Matt? You know, if you have another baby, you'll have plenty of feces around. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not short on it now. I mean, I, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. There's so, not a shortage in our household. So yesterday when I was – I always do a test Skype with everybody before the mm-hmm. show. And I texted Matt, but I did it from my, my MacBook. And I guess when I was typing Matt Booth, it found Matt Booth first and added him to the chat. And then it added Brooke, my sister-in-law. And I didn't realize. And I texted him and I said, hey, man, all ready for tomorrow, this and that. And he sent me back a text that was what he said on the show today. Paul, I need you to imagine me sitting on the can, squeezing out a hot one. You know, that whole description, long paragraph. I get a separate text from my sister-in-law. She's like, what the fuck? Why am I on this? Who is this? Who is this creep? Like, what is the deal? Hi, Brooke. (laughs) I mean, not to mention, Matt did post out this great graphic of him being on KMA with what I'm guessing was looked like a poop knife. Was that a poop knife it, in the photo? So it's a, a demon's uh, fist clenching a dagger coming directly up from a toilet. It's it's off the Metallica metal up your ass. Uh, arc, uh, you know? But I said, I want to talk shit with Big Delicious tomorrow. And immediately, this is how it went. I want to talk shit with Big Delicious tomorrow. Immediately in my mind, I see a toilet, and then I'm like, battle up your ass. That's it. Done. That's it. That's how it works. If you didn't catch that, make sure you find that graphic. We posted it out there. Uh, It's probably somewhere on the Facebook. I saw saw it on the uh, stories for our KMA page. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I saw it yesterday, too. I was very taken aback by it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's cool. (laughs) So shall shall we bring on the coop? Yeah, we can get him on, for sure. The coop? See what the coop has to say. Are you uh, are you buddies with Coop? Divine. I'm very much buddies with Coop. Everybody's friends with Coop. Except you know what I love about Coop, man, is I'm I'm definitely like he and I have a very special place in each other's hearts because we started around the same time, became fast friends. But I'm definitely not the coolest guy Coop knows. So I get dissed pretty much regularly for people that he I think in his mind's eye are cooler than me. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> damn. Oh, Perfect timing. Look at that. Look at that. Look at the yeah, man in the background. Of water. What? Way to did, go, Coop. Did What's you have to cut out made? <laughs> no, that's real. I know. Did you have it made? Yeah. Our no, it's virtual. Sitting oh, that's a virtual. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I see it. Now, I thought you were in a real room somewhere, and that's a cutout, like, in your room. Well, <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie Haysha will be so happy. <laughs> Ronnie Haysha will be so happy he sees the old Matt Booth there. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. It's far and more much aerodynamic. More, much more clean-cut look. Yeah, absolutely. Koopaloop, what is happening this week? Oh, my God. <laughs> He's got, wow. hey, got, Matt He's Booth. got dolls. He's got figurines. <laughs> well, you're almost uh, as bad as Adam. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to get yeah, at him. It's like voodoo dolls. Yeah. Different. Wait, yeah. before we get into Coop's thing, I want to ask Coop a question. So I was texting Coop during my road trip, and I wasn't I, – we, I was kind of hinting that, like, I was waiting for Coop to be like, listen, in an emergency, if you need to stop by, stop by. 
Coop, would you have let me come to your house? Hell no. Okay. Don't, buy, don't be nice. No, no, no. Hell no. You got two babies and two dogs. Find a Motel 6. <laughs> the dogs wouldn't have been allowed. <laughs> the way I wait outside. No, the, the eight Paul. No, that wasn't it. You When you were three and a half hours away from me. Right, I mean, right. so you were going up I-95. I'm in Charlotte. I mean, it really wasn't like, hey, you're going to stop over on the way. It's completely out of the way. Right, right. It's, it's, too, it's further so, west, right? Yeah. right? Right. So that was really the issue. If you go back the western route, which you can go down through like I-81 and down through Charlotte, that's another way to go back home. Right. You avoid all I-95. That sounds like a it sounds like a longer trip to me. It, it's longer, but you it depends how if you want to avoid like D.C. and Philly traffic, you, you can go that way. It's COVID times, man. I drove on. I took the Beltway through dc nothing no traffic at all at mm-hmm. seven o'clock in the morning yeah yeah so i'm guessing from the background you're in the garage again coop yeah it's uh i'm doing some recording actually this afternoon so i needed to get set situated yeah very nice so uh what's in the news this week um so you we're starting to see with the trade show canceled there's a lot of what i'm terming uh, alternative events that are taking place to engage uh the community that would have normally been at the trade show. The the big news came out at the end of last week, right before. In fact, I found out about it around when we were doing last week's show. That four companies are going to be getting together to do a quote-unquote traveling roadshow. And those four companies are Alec Bradley, Crown Heads, Rocky Patel, and Oliva. Um, from talking to a lot of people who have been asked to participate in this from the retail community... It's really going to be these companies going to be all together in like a common location and and retailers are going to be able to meet with them one on one for appointments um, to do what essentially would have been their trade show orders right now. So they're going to be hitting 15 cities. It's not going to be a traveling expo. It's not going to be um, people on a bus going. It's it's basically going to be carried out by local territory managers um, for the most part. And that's going to start happening in July. We'll now, start and this was four companies that I was really shocked to see that, I mean, they don't really have a lot of cohesion between them. This to how this all came about. It's was an interesting, interesting pairing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and when the story came out and, and, and we weren't actually uh, privy to the press release, it only it only went to one publication. I would have liked to have seen that question answered. Ooh, sassy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a sass? Coop gets sassy with that. <laughs> he does. Well, I mean, it, 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 what happened was I had retailers calling me up asking me about this event. Mm-hmm. That and when that's a big and normally I don't mind if, if I you know when the story's out there, but when a lot of retailers are asking me questions, it was clear this wasn't communicated well. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I yeah, mean, they do that on purpose, right? Are they forced to do that? Only send to one publication. Uh, no one forces anyone to do anything. It's really uh, ass looking. It's ass yeah, well, what, yep. what it is, Paul, and, and I'm not going to defend people. There are companies that, like 20 years ago, the way they used to get information out is they would send a fax to like a cigar aficionado, and they would hope that cigar aficionado would take that fax and publish it in the next issue. Right. There are still companies out there that have continued to do business like that. That mindset. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, these four companies, not so much. I'll be honest with you. They've kind of gotten with modern times. So I'm not sure what happened here. This really isn't something geared at consumers, though. So 
that I can understand that part, but it, it just like I said, a lot of people are interested in this because they're looking at what alternatives are there going to be for trade shows going forward, and I think mm-hmm. this is one approach that's being taken. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, everybody's trying to figure it out, right? Yeah, they're trying exactly. to figure out the new landscape. You know? Exactly. I mean, you guys right. have done cigar lockdown, and that's a great way you guys have been engaging your consumers and your retailers. I think it's it's use... very interesting the the amount of activity we generated with that and the amount of volume that we moved with that yeah. with one single evolution. I I think they should use this little mini tour trade show to test out Cigar Con. Ha! There you go. It's actually not a bad idea. Thanks for getting that right Adam. Thank you. No problem. A hotel room banger at at the Embassy Suites in in Cleveland. (laughs) Well, most of these, most of these, most of them, not all of them, I believe, are burn lounges. The locations where these are going to be held at. Mm, Not not all. Charlotte, it's going to be held at a Marriott hotel. I didn't say all of them, man. Yeah. Okay. I didn't say all of them. I think most Who of them take are. Take it easy, bro. No, yeah. I don't think there's enough burn Information lounges. Nazi? No, I'm just saying I don't think there's enough burn lounges to cover 15 cities. No, there's not. Yeah. I don't even know. Does anybody know how many burn lounges there are? Uh, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Naples. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Yeah. I, I think yeah. there are seven going on 700. <laughs> Would not surprise. Continues with world domination. Wouldn't wouldn't be a shocker. Uh, what else is going on this week, Coop? Um, EP Carrillo uh, announced a pretty big release. It's going to be the EP Carrillo Pledge. So it's going to be the third installment of that family series, which is probably the most revered line or the most um, highly praised line. That's the La uh, Historia is in there. The Encore, the Pledge is going to be the third release in there. And that's going to use a Connecticut-grown Habano seed as the wrapper. So that cigar should be starting to hit stores in August. And that's going to be that big release for the year. Okay, yeah. And uh, as we know, the Encore did get the number one in Aficionado a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And so La Astoria also got a fairly high rating. Not number that two. Long number well. two. Yeah, yeah number yes. two. Yeah, so that's like I said, that's the most highly acclaimed line. So this is the third installment. The name apparently was derived from the fact that um, they wanted to do something for their family of cigar enthusiasts that they have. So at the Big Smoke last year, they were, they had a vote on on a various uh, selection of names, and apparently Pledge was the one that won. So yeah. that's what they went with. Well, and I'm sure we will definitely not be using that to clean our tabletops and uh, other items. No, definitely oh not. Oh, my. <laughs> Look so, at you. Hey, you know, sometimes you got to throw a pledge reference out there. You uh, got a, a pledge yeah. reference. I get it. Absolutely. Uh, what else you got going on this week, Coop? Um, uh, Viaje uh, is bringing back the Skull and Bones Daisy Cutter, the original uh, Skull and Bones that was probably their most sought-after cigar the last mm-hmm. 10 years. Uh, the Daisy Cutter was the first Skull and Bones release. That is scheduled to start hitting stores in the next couple of weeks right now. Um, and that's, like I said, I think a lot of the IP people are going to be seeking that cigar because they've been waiting a long time for that one to come out. It's a 4x54 short Robusto size. Hmm. Interesting. All right. What else is happening in the news? Uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival has been canceled. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to yeah. see a lot of the events now in the uh, fall get canceled. Uh, Casa de Monte Cristo has also canceled the Texas Cigar Festival and Smoking in the Carolinas. Those were September events. The Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival was right before that. Um, 
from what I'm hearing with the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, that was the state that kind of forced their hand in the end because there was going to be too many restrictions uh, mm-hmm. in terms of capacity there. So they had to make a call to pull the plug there. They were trying to pull that one through. I thought it was going to be hard for them to have that. And I was hearing people in the industry not really thrilled about possibly doing a multi-vendor event that soon. So it uh, wasn't a total surprise that that was canceled. When was it scheduled for? August. Okay. Yeah, the end of August. And there was a barn smoker canceled in November. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm starting to really wonder if we'll be able to have our event in February. Um, I, I think that's a fair question, Abe. Wow. The other thing I'm hearing, and this is, I, I normally don't report rumor, but but someone in the industry did tell me that TPE is going to be meeting with some of the exhibitors over the next week and um, possibly getting some input on what to do about that show in January. And that's yeah, that's well, look, man. If there's oh, not sorry, a TPE, you know, I was going to say, if there's not a TPE show in January, we're going to have a hard time come February. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think you're going to have, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the, you know, when you have to make that decision by, but I, I know it's something you probably have to at least think about right now. It's not getting. Well, I, I have to look over the contract. We were supposed to have a contract a couple months ago for the Great Smoke. And um, when we didn't get it, like once we come to all the terms usually we get it within a week and like three four weeks went by and we thought it was covid maybe and whatnot and basically their their response eventually to us was that all the contracts are being held up because they're pandemic language now in in these contracts so honestly it's gonna part of the problem is gonna be at some point we gotta look at contract and i don't know what their requirements are what's going to be refundable what's not going to be refundable so it's going to be interesting. It really is. I mean, I was pretty confident three or four months ago it wasn't going to be an issue, but as we're hitting now the middle of summer, you know, or almost in the middle of summer, yeah, I'm not sure. No, and, uh, yeah, you're right. And I even I know mean, look, man, Eric, es- Eric uh, Espinosa came out this week and said he's going to make a decision August 1st on whether or not to hold Lazona Palooza in November. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, when this first kicked off, everyone shifted their year. <laughs> Excuse me. Look at that good form. You like that? Warm. Practicing. Good form. You know, into September, October. And the but but you know, I I was making the joke like, look, my Hong Kong jewelry show was canceled, right? Uh, <laughs> ah, Dortmund. Look, even canceled, alternated, right? man. You got oh, sound, 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 sound. So, uh, you know, it's like you're transferring these dates into months where people have already canceled evolutions. Like this is just like wishful thinking at best. And it's like, what are we, you know, if I, if I have to wait in a line to go into a small mom and pop surplus store because there are 12 people inside there and I'm standing on the tickers on the ground, you know, to space myself out from the person in front of me and the person behind me as such, how on earth are we supposed to, you know, realistically gather, uh, you know, for any evolution of that scale? It, I mean, you're on top of each other. <laughs> you know, it's like the, the amount of that's exactly what's going on on your flesh at any given moment at any event of that nature. Those are all the micro savage little micro assassins that are all over your body. So, you know, I don't know. You know, Coop, there's still some stuff that's scheduled for the fall. <laughs> The big, the big smoke is supposed to be in the fall, and there's a couple of things that are scheduled in the fall still. Um, do we anticipate seeing more cancellations as we go on? Or- uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a real possibility right now. Um, because with Matt just kind of made the point that we didn't expect – a lot of stuff was pushed back to the fall, right? Mm. Well, what happened – Drew Estate 
a few weeks ago canceled all the barn smokers. Yep. Right. And those were scheduled to go through November. Now we're starting to see late August and, and September events get get uh, canceled. Big Smoke is scheduled Halloween weekend in Florida, followed by uh, two weeks later in Vegas. Um, it's not out of the possibility right now that those could be canceled. It, it, this may just be a year where, you know, the cigar industry has to punt on these big events. Um, I know Romacraft's trying to go through with, I think they'll go through with their Weasel, Weasel Fest, um, as long as the state lets, or, the, or you know, as long as they're allowed to do it, I think they'll try to go through with it right now. Right. And I even saw, uh, you posted that Robert Holt is now doing virtual events through all of 2020, and that's it. That was a really strange announcement, right? I don't know why you would just take yourself off for the whole year. Right. Maybe just say, hey, we'll reevaluate it in the next few weeks from time to time. Um, that, that was just I thought that was a little bit of a of a bold move. The way it was kind of announced was even strange as well. So, yeah, I mean, it was an urgent press release, right? An urgent message. Well, it, went to, it didn't even go to it didn't even go to most of the press guys. It went to like blogs who don't cover news. It huh. came to us. We, we got it. Well, we get most yeah. of the press releases now. Yeah, but it, it went. It went kind of like I said. It was kind. Of, yeah, it was kind of weird the whole way it was. It was sent out because some guys didn't get it. Um, we were one of the ones who didn't get it, but we confirmed it with Robert. I mean, um, so yeah. But that one, I thought that was a very unusual move to still make um, this early. That was just. I I still don't like. I understand all the reasons. Maybe cancel an event through September. Like and then reevaluate it, but to kind of say you're not gonna do it till the end of the year, I, I just that was kind of strange. I'm I'm actually a little surprised that Skip's having his event in September. Me too. It, it, and it's not you know typical of his stance half the time on or the, the stance that I've seen him portray on social media as far as um, you know COVID and pandemic issues. But I'm shocked. I doubt. I doubt. I'm not sure, but I, I, I doubt that I'm going to think the cigar fish now is going to have a hard time with the big smoke even in November. I think they well, here's, I think well, here's the question, right? As, as a business owner, what's the exposure level? Like if you if you call people to gather under your name, right, a, a branded event that, that you're putting on and somebody leaves there and two weeks later, their entire family has coronavirus. And yeah, they can't I, prove I don't that think, they got I don't there, think there's any exposure. Cause there's no way you could prove where you got it, when you got it, how you got it. So, I mean, I don't think there's any exposure, but the bottom line is, is as a, as a host of any kind of event like that, you don't, you don't want to put people at risk and get people sick. Of you know? course. Right. It's on of your course. head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm a little surprised uh, that, that cause September is not that far away and, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we're all reading about, look, I, I've tried not to listen or watch or pay attention to anything in the media, but obviously you can't avoid it, you know, but everybody's talking about all the spike ups, but, you know, there's a lot of factors. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands more tests that are being done. Yeah. Right? And, and, and the thing is that no one ever said, they're including COVID people who are getting it, but if you're getting in, you're asymptomatic and you're just getting the flu. Is that really part of the problem? We need people to get this eventually, right? People are going to have to go through and get this at some point. You know, uh, I think Como had um, like these girls that were in Fort Lauderdale and went to a bar, and all sixteen of them got it from going out that night, right? And they were talking about it on CNN, and they have it while they're talking to them, and they're, they're all asymptomatic. 
they look fine. Like there's not, they weren't even sniffling, sneezing, or coughing. Mm. You know, it, it, is is that really a problem if people like that are getting it? And I think the last thing I read is asymptomatic people aren't passing the disease. That's yeah, it's but, harder. Like I, it's harder to pass, but they change that all the time. The World Health Organization said it doesn't pass as well. It doesn't pass as easily between surfaces as I thought. Then they took it back. Like there's, I don't know. We're, we're just not getting. There's not enough information on it. I, I just, you can only get it. I just they don't think they're getting the truth. No, I mean when you got the guy, Doctor Fauci. You, got no clue right I'm, I'm sorry he's changing his mind every week that's kind of telling you how they don't have a handle on this i kind of i'm kind of not sure that's not on purpose <laughs> mm-hmm. to be honest with you no <laughs> you think <laughs> i'm just saying they, right? wait a minute were they no they would never nah. they, <laughs> oh yeah. shit yeah yeah so, oh no! Wait a it'll minute. It'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, honestly, next twelve months to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting. I always say, follow the money, right? And whichever direction that money goes, that was what the intended purpose, or you know, I mean, they say agendas roll in on the coattails of incidents, right? So uh, we'll see what what develops from this uh, in the next year to two years, right? And we're all in for the ride. Oh yes. So what do you got going this week on Cigar-Coop.com, Coop? Uh, it's actually a very big week for Cigar Coop. Cigar-Coop.com. Um, we have a couple of big guests. Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. is going to be uh, on the show on Thursday. Actually, on Tuesday, we have David Garofalo on the Hold show. Hold on. Hold on. Er- Ernesto's son? No, Ernesto. No. Okay. I guess Ernesto's I... son's the third. Ernesto's yeah, third, son. okay. Uh, yeah. The trays always mess me up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got that going on. Uh, we're doing our music show, Primetime Jukebox. We're finally uh, we're doing the uh, finale of our Battle of the Bands, and it's come down to Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. So uh, there's a lot of interest with that. We're going to be doing a, uh, a show around both of those bands. Um, we've got reviews coming up. Uh, Romeo uh, Julieta, um, uh, Nicaragua, Connecticut um, coming up as well. So that's an interesting Very- story. Very hot brand on the market mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Very, nice very, job. very hot. I mean, listen, it's a good cigar. I smoked it. Mm-hmm. You can't say anything wrong with the cigar, whether it's your flavor profile profile or not. But it is, on the retail level, I'm just saying, extremely hot brand. The boxes are constantly emptying out very rapidly. Mm-hmm. So I think they got a big hit on that one. Yeah, and Abe, I agree. I think right now uh, I'm seeing a lot of attention on the Romeo Julieta brand. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of you say brands the out there. Brand or not? What was that? Can you say the brand name or not? Absolutely not. Yeah, is it you possible seem, for you? You seem to be struggling trying I'm to say Romeo y Julieta. Yeah, but Romeo y Every time Julieta. it's a little different, though. So yeah. it's an <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he tries to go buy it quickly. He's like Romeo Julieta. Well, right? He's skimming over it. He skims over it every time he tries to say it. <laughs> Just call it Romeo. R-Y-J. Yeah, Ro- Romeo R-Y-J. Nicaragua. Romeo Nicaragua. That'll do. Romeo oh, yeah. Nicaragua. Uh, fantastic. No, it's hot. It's been flying off the shelves. Consumer response has been extremely... Everybody's talking about it on social media. You know, it, it, you know, as, uh, you know. now, as a retailer side of me, I get excited when there are brands like this, right? Because anything that... that energizes what's going on in, in the, mm-hmm. the cigar verse, like I like to call it, is always a positive thing in my opinion. And there's definitely a brand that seems to be energizing um, 
on the retail level and, and people are buying it, liking it and coming back and buying more, which is always yeah. a good thing. They've done a good job with it. They really have. The packaging is good too. Mm-hmm. It's a nice color blue. It pops right off the shelf. Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, they did a really good job with it. Totally agree. Totally agree. Are you, are you getting out? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, go, no, go ahead. <laughs> Cooper, are you getting out now? Like, have you been like in the world? Oh, a little more, a little more. Not, not as much as I would like to. I'm going out when I need to. I'm not just avoiding going out. Um, so just I am getting Taco out. Bell. Well, <laughs> just Taco Bell. Your... I mean, I'm really trying to get down. To, I'm, I'm actually really trying to get down to Florida next month. Is the goal. Um, I'm wow. just going to play it out. I could, I could kind of make that decision last minute. We, can, if you're going to come on KMA, we can give you a laptop six feet away from Adam. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. You can't yeah. come to my house though, Coop. Why? <laughs> Why can't I come to your house? He's Cause, bitter. Because he I wasn't hurt. welcome. But hurt. He's he was slighted by the coop. Come, come back. Look, Paul. Come. You, you got to drive back, it. right? Come drive back through Charlotte. You know where to get you. You know where Charlotte. <laughs> I'll give you a bunch of brewery recommendations in Charlotte. Yeah. No. <laughs> serious. No. Seriously. Come by. I'm just <laughs> messing with you. Listen to me. Coop is, I don't know why coop you guys all got so nice. Paul lives five minutes away from me, and if he got held up and he says, listen, can we come over with our two dogs and two kids? I'm like, listen, bro, I just bought you two rooms at the Hampton Inn right around the corner. <laughs> That's actually a nice Hampton Inn, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's brand new. Paul, say, yeah, Paul, you're a guy. You, I mean, for you to drive all the way up to New York for the for the baptism, um, you know. That's that's a big deal. I mean, I know with two small kids, really it's not easy. He didn't have a choice. I did. The, the queen has spoken. Paul mm-hmm. from going. Listen, we we were, it, you know, it's it's difficult with a new baby and and the 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 kid, and uh, it was really great. If we're gonna be holed up in our house for another couple months, we think we kind of want to be here for most of it, where our family has been really safe up here. The numbers are going down here. And uh, we, you know, we're, we're at my mother-in-law's house. My parents live five minutes away. Like, there's no short shortage of people to help now with with the kids. So that was part of our decision-making. We're also going to a socially distanced wedding. So that is, uh, it's going to be interesting up in Connecticut. Another oh, wedding? Another is wedding? Bride, is the bride and groom going to be six feet apart? <laughs> no, they, they're quarantined together. And uh, six months, more than six feet apart. We're a bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've been within six feet of my wife, except for for in the car in the last year. <laughs> yeah. Are you going through, that, are you going through wedding withdrawal right now? No, it's just my, for you. It's somebody that wants to, you know, somebody that was in our wedding and they had canceled the big wedding up in Boston, and they're doing a wedding in their backyard with about twenty people. It's a huge backyard oh, okay. up in Connecticut, and you know we'll be separated. The kids will stay here. We'll take the ferry up because we're afraid to go through. Uh, Manhattan and the Bronx right now because it's I mean road closures and there's a lot of there's a lot of um, stuff going on up here so we'll take the ferry up and and kind of you know socially distance ourselves from everyone else wearing masks and enjoy Connecticut a little bit there you go yeah so it's yeah. uh yeah I mean it's the first wedding we've been to in a long time so I've gotten out of a lot of them because of this so it's nice <laughs> well good on you imagine yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was like, it was a wedding a week last year, it seemed like. There were a lot of weddings week. last year. Yeah. There were a lot of weddings last year. I, I can't deny. One, many that we did, shouldn't have traveled to, but we did. So here we are. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, and with that, let's see this week who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. I got this two minutes before the show started. I know you did. I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks. Good job, Paul. So, I hope you don't embarrass me, Paul. I might. I read it. This week's inductee really has explosive taste. Authorities in northwestern Cambodia have scolded a man for his lawn decorations. Old landmines and other abandoned ordinances still containing live explosives. Interesting. Oh, shit. Yes. About 30 unexploded munitions were hung from a tree and scattered around the man's yard, said authorities. Officials went to the man's home on Wednesday to collect the munitions for destruction, said that they were left over from three decades of civil war that ended in the 1990s, and that most of the mines were still active and dangerous. The man used to be a junk collector and had gathered the devices from rice fields and forests near his home to sell his scrap. Apparently, even though they were deadly, he thought they were very pretty. So he hung them for decoration. The landmines have since been removed, but you, Mr. Bomb Hoarder, are without a doubt this week's inductee into the Cigar Insane Asylum. Okay. Hey. I couldn't even get it over my shoulder. Did you see that fail? I know, yeah. it hit your head. That was a fail. That was a fail. It, I think it hit my... <laughs> yeah. I didn't have the clearance for my headphone. So true. Yeah. Uh, I use landmines as lawn decorations. Okay. Live landmines hanging from his trees. That sounds like a great place to put landmines. I definitely <laughs> should put them in the trees in front of my yard. Absolutely. Well, I guess not nobody playing. would break in. That's for sure. Uh, so, Matt, what do you got going on for the rest of the weekend, buddy? Any, father, any Father's Day plans? Barbecue at the Cribbo. Got the family coming over and just going to celebrate, uh, you know, my my personal uh, favorite holiday. Uh, you know? Pterodactyl boo going to cater to your yeah. every need? You know, I would hope. I would <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I should be so lucky, yes. I'm going to a wedding on Father's Day. Oh, nice. <laughs> Coop, I, Coop, what are you doing for Father's Day? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to be hanging around the ranch here. Um, you know, the just ranch. Another, it's just another day for me here. Uh, I'll call my dad up in New York. We'll talk for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think we're going to be, you know, it's like I said, just, you know, I, I'm on the road a lot, too. And I, I, I actually am enjoying these days at home as much as maybe yeah, I'm driving everyone crazy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and delicious. Are you going to have a dog pile of children? Uh, well, I mean, I have a dog pile of children just on my own. But um, my Asher's little best buddy and one of my friends is coming over. We're just going to do a cookout and maybe have, like, a... Nerf Wars 2 Electric Boogaloo come Sunday. Let the kids just run around Perfect. with their guns and light up the place. Perfect, man. Yeah. It's the best, man. It really I, is. You know, I've come to realize I underestimated the size needed, right? I'm thinking this 25-round guns are going to be nice. And, you know, man, you go through 25 rounds like in 10 seconds. And then yeah, you got to get the Gatlin yeah. gun one. Yeah. Well, I saw this, like, yeah. this, like 100-count Gatlin that hangs over your shoulder. Yeah. And you carry it to get the waist, you know? Yeah. But none of the kids, I mean... You, maybe the oldest could maybe handle that one. But well, you I, need that, man. Doing a little research now, I've seen there's, instead of the darts, there's the round pellets that you can get, like, decent-sized guns that hold a hundred of those. So Yeah. You know, Daddy might have to upgrade his gun first. Just to <laughs> check it out. <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Before we commit to five guns, you know. <laughs> no doubt. Absolutely. Fantastic. So, Coop, so did we cover all the guests on your show next week? 
yeah, we did cover the guests for next week. Yeah, he uh, had extensive, Coop had extensive, you know, people to list while our producer doesn't even know who's on next Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Also, by the way, awkward. go back to the yes. so, How is this an argument between Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin? Yeah, what was that? that? How is this an argument between Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin? Okay, so uh, Dave Burke, who's my co-host on Primetime Jukebox, and I, we picked 16 bands. And we put them, he came up with the idea when the NCAA tournament got canceled, let's mm-hmm. do a battle of the bands. And we put votes out on Twitter uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, we each had a bracket of 16. Um, Dave's bracket whittled down to Led Zeppelin winning. My bracket whittled down to Pink Floyd uh, winning. And now the two are going head to head. No, come on. There can't be an argument here. Led Zeppelin has to be the winner. Okay, so I'm going to be honest with you. I I kind of agree. (laughs) Thank you. I kind of agree, but Pink Floyd's what came out of my bracket. (laughs) Did you guys take turns picking so that you didn't pick the same groups? We kind of just did it... um, in, in in random and and we actually didn't pick any of the sixteen, which was amazing. Uh, we both have different music tastes. It turned out, um, and it was funny. Of the sixteen bands I picked, Pink Floyd was probably the one that would have been the least likely I would have picked. Um, just that because you, that you would have wanted to make the final. Right, right. It's, it's not that they're a bad band, but there are other ones I'm really into that I thought was gonna like. I thought Rush or Van Halen would have pulled this out. Queen. There's other bands. Pink Floyd, I didn't see that one coming. Mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we had, well, we had Matt, we had Parliament Funkadelic in there, just so you know. We did have Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, is it in there? Yeah, it Dave, in there? Had, Dave had it in it, but they, they were eliminated in the second round by Bob Marley, so. Well, is man, it? look, man, Bob Marley is on a whole other level. Yeah. Um, I only think that evildoers that have no faith in the funk would eliminate uh, a Funkadelic uh. from any line, so... <laughs> I don't, I don't know who the culprits are, but they should no. they should be identified. So so Dave, my co-host, he's supposed to be unbiased, but he kind of roots with certain bands, and he, I think he was rooting a little for for the funk to kind of pull it out. <laughs> Dave, Dave is a fan of the funk. He's oh, a Dave, Dave totally is Dan. He's a believer. Matt, Matt are you on the toilet? No, I was. I was. I, I had to urinate feverishly. I couldn't wait. <laughs> okay. I couldn't, I couldn't wait any longer. I, I called it. Listen. That was a lot. That was a lot better than when we had Nish on one of these things, or I think it was on our Whereby channel. But like mm-hmm. he was sitting like this during an interview. He just got up, walked to his house. Well, maybe he's going inside. It got too hot. Need air conditioning. He sat down, started continuing his interview, and then all of a sudden, you heard the urination come out. I'm like, <laughs> dude, did you just walk in the house and sit on a toilet? I said, use so your he, camera. Sound. So does he sit down to pee, he or sat did he? Well, you know, maybe he, he thought it wouldn't be as loud this time. He the phone to do whereby, so he's got one hand tied up talking to us. So he just sat down while he's talking to us and just started peeing. He sits down to pee. That's rad. That's bad. I, I don't know, Matt. Many, I've done that on many occasions drunk. Well. You know, I just I, 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 I my aim, so I thought I'd shorten the distance. There you go. There you go. He probably thought it would be quieter if if he was closer to the toilet, sitting down. He thought he would get away with it. No one would hear the mass stream of horse piss coming at them. Thank you for joining us on another fun and exciting broadcast on urination and healthy urethras. Urination nation. Hey, nobody said urethra. Bro, you don't have to go there. Freak. Thank you. 
Well, we check out. I don't want Adam to forget because he's, you know, he's a father of a dog. But to all our loyal listeners and uh, fans out there who are fathers out there, happy Father's Day. Way to go be a great dad. Wish you guys an awesome uh, day tomorrow. Enjoy the day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you all for joining us for another exciting edition of KMA. Matt, thank you for being here as always. It is a pleasure, sir. It is my honor. Thank you. Privilege. Coop, we will definitely talk to you next week. Yep, absolutely. Uh, 100%. Uh, we don't know who's going to be on next week, but we'll find out at some point <laughs> if Paul ever does his job. We'll do an uh, announcement. We'll do an announcement. Sure. Yeah. Wow. We'll not have a guest, maybe. Who knows? Matt, are you available next week if Paul doesn't do it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, was not, I was not asked to be on Cigar Coop show next week, so I am very uh, available. You uh, know, who, you know yeah. who seldom gets asked to be on Cigar oh. Coop show? Huh. How about you two guys do a show with us? Straight up, just he seems to have every retailer in the universe. I, I think maybe I always just we, we have not had a lot of retail. That's why I say we have not had a lot of retailers. Um, but maybe we get a sh- we got to get both of you guys on. We we both do to get you guys on a couple times. You got Garoppolo on. I just figured it was a KMA bias. There he is. Yes, I can't believe oh, you yeah. still fit with that. Wow, that KMA one's on. Holy cow. It's very tight on the bottom. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. yeah man. One of my it. kids has a KMA onesie. I didn't get a KMA onesie. <laughs> you want a KMA onesie? I, I, I will make right one. Right so a KMA onesie today. Now. <laughs> you got to wear it. Yeah. That, that sounds like it's going to fit. <laughs> oh, they make adult onesies. Oh, we can make uh, it happen. We, I, we can get a guy. All, all right, right, guys. Good. All right. Till then, and as always, till next weekend, as always, everybody, keep it lit.